Okay, no, I see the back. I know we've done. I remember doing a show where Scar couldn't hear us, and he was just talking randomly, and we couldn't hear him. <laughs> and so it's just Scar talking randomly and us talking randomly. So maybe that one counts. Nope. What was the last one we did without him? The Clippers. Yeah, oh, you were right. here. The Clippers. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was the last one we did without him. Yeah, we did the we did the uh, clip show. Yeah, and I had this whole narrative in my head where Scar was. Like the one, the one like running thread throughout the entire dream team, and then Hell no. we discover, dude, we discover without dude, Scar, there was like no a team. whole bit of time where it was you, me, and Rod. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was like a matter of fact, I should hit up Rod. Um, but there was a whole <laughs> <laughs> matter of fact, there was there was a whole span of time where Scar wasn't there because he was um dealing with his separation and whatnot yeah that's right yeah yeah so there was that point in time and i think we all go through it where it's just like you know what um <laughs> like i when just I moved don't want to do this anymore <laughs> no when i moved to korea it was like uh this is i, I have to do wake this up anymore. at five in the morning to do this exactly and we <laughs> used to be like yo like why are you mad because <laughs> it was like oh i don't know Eight, yeah. Here, was I was like, I was mean as shit in those episodes. <laughs> you were. Shut the fuck up. Here comes my sandwich. Oh, <laughs> uh, McDonald's is here. Oh, thank God. Oh, oh man, I miss ordering McDonald's. Actually, no, I don't. I, you know what? Like, I'm making ribs, which I'm excited about. I have a question for you. Okay. That I think may be very much a southern thing. Um. I don't miss McDonald's. I actually eat healthier now. So, like, when I do have stuff like ribs, I get super excited because I get to have, like, this is going to be the only ribs I have for the entire year. So I'm really amped up for these. My question, though, for you is, what's your stance on liquid smoke? I don't need it. I used to. Okay, okay, right. So, no, no, say say that again. Repeat that one more. Yeah, say that again. Keep that thought. I don't need it, but I used to. Like, when I first started, I think it was, like, um, when Nisha and I first got married, I was making ribs and I didn't know how to smoke. Uh-huh. So I used liquid smoke in place of actual smoking. And I mean, it tastes, it, it actually works. Yeah. But, I tell. um, and I can you're definitely right. see I like tell. in a situation where you're making, you can't make them on the grill or anything. You're making them on the oven or in the oven. I yep. could definitely see a situation where liquid smoke would be the lick, 
but I have a Traeger. Um, and, and. Oh, nice. So I just. I'm jealous. I just set it to smoke. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so I don't have any of that and I, I want to get a smoker, but I also have like, we are in this, you, well, you've been to my condo, but mm-hmm. for people who have not, we're on the second floor. We don't have land. So mm-hmm. we have airspace. Um, and we have a balcony, but like the balcony has a full overhang. It's not like the partial with the canopy. It's a full overhang and it's nice, but that means that you really can't have a charcoal grill outside or anything that smokes outside. Like you can do propane, I think. And I refuse to cook on propane. I don't know what was Bobby Hill's whole bullshit, but I'm Southern. I don't do that. Come on. But, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's where I have crossed the line as a Southerner. For most people who are not from the South, when I say liquid smoke, they're like, yeah, if you're cooking in the oven and you need it, fine. There is a hard proponent of like Southerners who I, I just posted. Uh, to my Instagram, like, oh, here's my ribs. Here's the stuff I'm putting on the ribs. So for people who know how to cook this, you should be getting excited. I posted uh, liquid smoke on my Instagram, and my sister told me to get the fuck out. <laughs> she was like, liquid smoke, get the fuck out of here. And my mentor, who I dare say is the one white man that I have the closest relationship to, I mean, like, when I say mentor, I mean, like, mentor which is a weird thing to say about a white man, but he I, he's the closest thing I can say I have to a, a white mentor. Did he teach you karate? No, no, he, he taught me finance. Okay, it's the, it's that's, the white more, that's, that's way more important. It's the white man's karate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no jokes. He's also from Huntsville, like I am, saw that and was like, liquid smoke? No, no. And everyone Southern has disavowed me because I put liquid smoke on my ribs. I have, I'm putting them in the oven. And that's what I would, that, that's I what I would smoke from. You know, did, did you tell them that you were making it in the oven? Like they, I think that I know they'd understand if you can't I mean, actually put it on the grill to get that good smoke, then yeah, it has the sudden, but see, I think that's the thing. Like I, I told my girlfriend before I even posted it to Instagram, I was, cause we went to the store to find liquid smoke. First of all, it was hella easy to find here. It's so hard to find in the South. Secondly, uh, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, it's really cheap and it's really easy to find here. I don't understand. Like, I guess it's because it's here. Like in the South, you have to search out liquid smoke and it comes in these ugly ass plastic bottles by the gallon because it's for people who cheat barbecue stands mm-hmm. and don't cook their ribs for real for real but man like there's this hatred for it and it's it's i think it's a southern thing i'm starting to believe and i, I kind of was hoping scar was going to be here today because i was going to ask because i really think it's a southern thing it, it's it is because i don't give a shit right i you know what i i'm southern and i i kind of i dislike it if i'm going to grill so if i have anything burning around my meat all right cool put the liquid smoke away but it's in the oven and i don't want my ribs to taste like oven ribs i just want to have a little hint of smoke flavor they put it in barbecue sauce i don't know what the problem is i just also um i have to point out as a bougie nigga um (laughs) you keep saying barbecue but you're putting them in the oven yeah, no, it's a cookout. It's not even a cookout. You're in I the house. I guess it's a cook-in. We're a cook- well, we're going to open the doors. We got the balcony door open, so it's a cookout. We got outside coming in. It's a, it's a cook-in-out. You're, you're, you're making ribs in the oven, bro. 
That's it. You're, okay, but here's, people here's are coming you're by. Actually doing. You're not barbecuing. Here's the part where I get sedity. You're not barbecuing. <laughs> it's not a cookout. It's not a cook in. You're fucking okay. grazing baby back ribs. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take. No, they're not baby back. I got spare ribs. Oh, Fuck okay. you. You're braising spare ribs. Yeah, why would I do baby back? And I like liquid, baby back ribs. You're, you're braising spare ribs and a liquid smoke demi gloss. Okay, so uh, I will allow me to retort. First of all, I dry rubbed and roasted. I would never braise uh, spare ribs. Ew. Um, but you're correct. It's not a barbecue. I put barbecue sauce on it to like hide it. And I'm gonna and like I'm gonna like uh, we're gonna burn some wood <laughs> and some charcoal in and around the condo to kind of like mask the fact that none of this is real. I might dab a little liquid smoke behind my ears and just walk out and, and just just walk lean into it, man. Like this is a cookout, motherfucker. I don't care about your bouginess. Welcome to the cookout. You're gonna you wave need... burning wood around your house like like uh, the Jamaicans wave sage in the air, like. Yeah, we really are. Like I, I got some fine pieces of hickory that we're gonna uh, we're gonna burn before people get here. <laughs> I worked hard on this. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I got come up at in, seven. I was up at seven this morning burning hickory, so this whole house would smell like barbecue. <laughs> I smoked all of this outdoors, and then I brought it indoors. But I barbecued it outdoors, and that's why the whole house smells like smoke. <laughs> Trust me. Oh my god, it's yeah. So you're correct. So, but anyway, we, we're having a few people over. Uh, by the way, I tried to make red vinegar coleslaw, and yeah, no, why? Why? So I did. Jay, speak to me. Why? Because like people don't like mayonnaise coleslaw. Who? And I. Well, I don't like coleslaw. Period. But still, who? Well, there you go. Uh, the red vinegar. The red wine vinegar coleslaw came out okay. Okay. It's, I feel like it needs to touch more sugar, but I'm going to have someone else taste it. And then if they're like, yes, I'm going to put more sugar in it, but it, it's okay. It's just, I'm looking for something acidic because ribs are like, the ribs are like this sweet kind of fatty meat. And I, I want, I have corn, but I wanted something like a little acidic that you could like have an escape from. But yeah. I, I may have ruined a, like an entire batch of coleslaw. We'll see how that plays out. I feel um, like coleslaw. Um, it's something that should be added to the list of things that the slave masters gave to the slaves on the plantations. Happy Fourth of July, by the way. Um, oh yeah, because you know they just didn't want to eat it, and that's oh. what coleslaw tastes like. It tastes like oppression and snot. Yeah, yeah. I coleslaw tastes like slaves were like, we gotta grow cabbage and carrots in our backyards for ourselves because they're not gonna give us this shit. We can grow it. We gotta grow this shit in our backyards ourselves. And then when we have some free time, we're just going to break it up into pieces and just pour whatever the fuck we can find. Is that that wine? Yeah. Give me that wine. Uh, but no, this wine is is old. It, it's turned into vinegar. Even better. Pour it across and then I'll taste my slavery. That's what it tastes like. This cold sauce tastes like slavery. Let me just go ahead and say it. So I ate it and I was like, oh, okay. And I looked at the recipe and then I looked at what I did and looked at the recipe and I tasted it again. It's like, okay, so this recipe is bullshit. Thanks a lot, foodnetwork.com. <laughs> I feel like some white people really fucked me on this one. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I'm going to let it sit for a little bit and I'm going to stir it again and taste it. And then if it still tastes like this, I'm going to add some more sugar to it. And then I think sugar would be fine. But it's, it's just, it is, when I say it is ripe, 
like it is a punch in the face. I feel like it needs sugar and pepper. And so I, I might be doing that just to, to save it. But God, like foodnetwork.com fucked me on that this morning. I, I had a really bad experience with that coleslaw this morning at 730. And then I had to move immediately into ribs. And I was like terrified those ribs were going to turn out terrible. Um, side note, they turned out great. I even got some char on them uh, with the broiler, which they look like they got barbecued. It's pretty fantastic. Yes, you can get char on your ribs with, with the broiler. I don't believe you. Oh, no. I'll take a picture of it. It's it's gorgeous. I, I, I believe you. I just want to know how high up you had. Like, I'm just picturing you oh, next to the broiler. putting like, it was oven up. mitts on and lifting the meat all the way up against the broiler. So then the flames from the gas broiler actually touch the meat. So here's the deal. I don't have a gas broiler. I have an oven broiler. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Oven. Dumb. Yeah. I have an electric broiler in my oven. So, so here's that's what you impressive. Do. Yeah, here's what you do. You turn the broiler on high. Uh, well, first of all, you measure how close to the, the coals you can get with the meat <laughs> first before you turn the oven on. Put them in, see how close you can get without touching. I have a pair, like these pair of uh, grill gloves that I use for oven mitts that lets you use your whole fingers so you can do this pretty easily. And then I have, uh, I put it inside of a, a raised rack. And then I just slid it under there and got it like right up to the edge on that broiler and turned it on high and then just like let it sit there and watched it uh, for about five to ten minutes. And it literally like charred a few places and then browned the rest of it. And it looks it looked like I grilled it. Who are you trying to impress, Jay? I'm not trying to impress anybody, bro. I'm trying as I said before, if you, you can, for people who are listening now, you can rewind, <laughs> I guess not rewind, but go back in this podcast and recall what Jay said, and I'll repeat it for you. Now that I eat healthy, I get to eat ribs one time a fucking year. Okay, okay, let's talk about this Best real quick. What, what, what is your, what is, what, when you say y'all eat healthy, cause I've, I've been meaning to ask you this, and we've talked about it, uh, in, in short bursts. Every time I try to talk about it, I get told to shut the fuck up. I feel like this and is no, this is a and that's the switch. thing. There's nobody here. This is a safe place, Jay. There's nobody here except for There's... me to tell you to shut the fuck that's up. That's what makes it unsafe. <laughs> you don't want to tell me to shut up. <laughs> There's nobody here except for me to tell. That's you like to my fuck. captor telling me that it's safe. No, it's not. You're my captor. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe now. You're okay right now. What? What exactly is this healthy? <laughs> Come out the hole and bring the lotion. No. And put it no. on your skin. Um, You're the one who put me in the hole in the first place. You asked to go there. Um, what exactly do y'all consider to be healthy eating? Like it's a brown rice and quinoa and and, um, and tofu so, or. So in my case, it's it's been a bit of a shift in her case because she's trying to gain weight, but she's trying to do it healthily. Uh, what we've done is we've just eliminated um, because I think with brown rice and and what quinoa, which we do eat. I think with like a steady diet of that, um, you either begin to love it or you just realize how much you like regular rice. So instead of doing that, we decided to go for like cutting specific things. So, uh, we cut, like I, for instance, have pretty much cut beef entirely out of my diet and occasionally I'll have a burger. But, uh, it, it, for me, it went from I'm eating like beef and pork at least, uh, one of each at least once or twice a week to maybe uh, beef five times a month. Uh, and then, not that I'm counting, but it just kind of works out that way because I'm not actively seeking it out, buying it, and cooking it. The beef is kind of happening like 
I'm running late for something and I'm hungry. And instead of me trying to like be like, well, I'm not going to eat a burger. I stop and buy a burger. But instead of it being like my, I guess instead of it being like my everyday meal, that's the, oh fuck, I have nothing else and I haven't planned for anything else. Uh, and I think that, uh, coupled with just trying to like cook more, um, cutting out like high fructose corn syrup, um, cutting out like just sugar in general in my case and lowering a lot of the carbs that I eat. Um, like trying to make sure that when I do eat things that have carbs in it, I'm doing it like early in my day. So as you know, like I, I work out, like I go to the gym at five in the morning and then I work out for an hour on Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Saturday I go at eight in the morning and then I try to crush about a two hour workout. So like I run about two miles and then I go lift for about an hour. Um, and then, you know, so doing that, like you have to have some carbs, you have to have some food and fuel. So I'm not trying to like stop eating. I'm just trying to limit the high fat volume food that I eat, limit the high sugar content food that I eat so that the calories that I'm getting are all quality calories as opposed to calories kind of consisting primarily of fat and sugar. So that that's my healthier. And, and so with ribs, it's just such a high fat meal that is not something that I would cook on a regular basis. Uh, this is something that really is just for the 4th of July. And, and same thing for, like for Christmas, we did a ham. That's the only ham we did that year. These ribs would be the only ribs we did do this year. And, and it's, it's just, it becomes that type of thing. On, on the regular, we eat like chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the primary meat we have. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see where I have vegan night where like we just don't eat meat that night, but we have primarily vegan dishes where it's still a lot of protein because like, you know, I'm actively lifting uh, and I, I have to have fuel to survive. But we're searching for uh, alternative like lean proteins that involve less fat and less sugar and overall as we eat and trying to find something a bit healthier. So. <laughs> so questions. basically the diet of 30 year olds not the diet of like 50 year olds very very much so very very much so i i do have questions okay um why not chicken thighs um so the fat content is part of the issue but also chicken thighs like i like them but affy does not okay. and the issue too is like i don't just cook for me i cook for her as well, well and if I, yeah right well this is for people who you know that this is for the young folks to be like, I cook for myself and my, my, my woman better bring my plate. Like we don't have those kind of listeners anymore. No, no, no. I think for people who don't, who don't listen, who don't listen to the show, who maybe listen to it for the first time, right. I am the cook of our family. So of our unit, me and Affie, my girlfriend who lives with me, I do all the cooking. So it's not like I cook on special occasions or we share it. It's a 90 10 and the 10% that she cooks is when I'm not here and she's needs to eat. <laughs> so let's just clear that that bar all right so uh in cooking for someone else like you have to take their preferences in account and uh affy is really picky particularly when it comes to meat one thing that she does is that she will pick apart all the fat on a chicken thigh if you buy chicken thighs at like uh, like whole foods for example mm-hmm. they'll trim a lot of the fat off and you know that's fine but chicken thighs at whole food are like 5.99 a pound and that's bullshit so I buy have my grocery outlets up there. Yeah, I buy my chicken thighs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I buy my chicken thighs for a dollar ninety nine a pound, but they don't trim it as well. Yeah, I feel that. So then I have to get a knife and I have to trim 
fat off of chicken thighs, and that's just not something I I'm I want to do for 30 minutes before I cook all of my my meat. I don't want to do that. That's a lot of meat work and a lot of prep when I can just do chicken breasts and like cube them. And if it needs a little bit more fat, I can always add like extra virgin olive oil or just olive oil in general to kind of substitute for that additional fat that would drop out of the thighs. So like it's just easy to do that though. Chicken thighs I do buy and use uh, to make, we, we make chicken burgers some nights. And when I make those, I do those with chicken thighs because of the additional fat. I can grind it up and you can't pick those apart and she'll eat the entire burger. So that's how I sneak it past her. Also for chili, like when I do chicken chili, I grind it up too and sneak it by her. Grinding. Um, second question. Okay. So ribs every once, like once a year, um, ham once a year, primarily chicken as the base meat and fish. I'm, I'm assuming, um, rare. What? I, Not, I'm sorry. I didn't know what like that. No, no, that's no. not so, judgy. But again, well, it should be. I, again, a lot of the, the diet that I guess we're currently working is tailored more to her taste than mine. Because I would love to eat fish way more often. Uh, she's not a big fan of all fish. And it's a little like there's some she likes. But at the point that we're at right now, I don't want to invest the time and money into fish to find out she doesn't like it. Like we like we talked about the chicken sausage where it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. This would be great. And we did it, bought it together, got it here. And then I ended up eating four sausages or I'm sorry, eight, eight sausages to two. So, yeah, that's why I don't dive that in, that far into it uh, and went more towards the vegan dishes because those tend to be home runs every time. So, so y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all are in Seattle and, 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 and y'all don't. <laughs> I will say this. When I lived in Korea, uh, which is an island nation and has plentiful seafood, I ate a ton. Well, when you were in Korea, you, you, that was that was BA. This is AA. So you have to put it in that construct because this yeah. isn't your, <clears throat> this isn't you doing this really for you. This is you doing it for y'all, which is admirable in many different ways. And, and, and I'm going through a similar experience, um, in regards to, uh, Nisha's doing a program with my mom, you know, before I go into that, it's really, really nice to have uh, a to know that your significant other and your mom are like almost damn near best friends. Yeah, that um, is actually pretty cool. It's just weird to hear her call her mom like she's not your fucking mom, but she does it so often now that I'm okay, used okay, to it. Just, just let's pause on that thought just for a second. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that. And like sometimes, like okay, so sometimes I'm, I'm whispering because my girlfriend's awake, and I'm, I'm sure she'll hear this anyway. But but sometimes <laughs> I'm gonna lower my voice. But sometimes my, my sometimes my mom calls, okay, and she calls and she calls to talk to me. I'm her son, right? Now get, don't get me wrong, I love that she is great with my girlfriend. I love that my girlfriend and her get along so great. But she calls to talk to me. I'm her only son, right? 
I'm the baby in the family. I'm the only son. When you call this way, you call for me. You call my number. You call for me. Don't call for me and then t- tell me put put me on speakerphone so I can talk talk to both of y'all. You call her speakerphone for both of y'all because I take that dominance, <laughs> not the other way around. How dare you? I've, I've known you longer. <laughs> I, I I think I think we have more to talk about, especially now that you've done this. I think we have a lot to talk about now that can't be talked about over speakerphone. How dare you? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I had that moment recently, very recently, and I was upset. And I I was like, you know what? This is... Mom, we need to talk. We need to talk off speakerphone. <laughs> um, I have had moments where I... Where, where uh, Nisha has called my mom from my phone and put it on speakerphone. And, um, my mom will answer the phone seeing my number she'll answer the phone like what do you want Derek and then Nisha will be like no it's me Nisha and she'll be like oh hi like what I'm your I'm your youngest I'm the favorite right I'm, I'm the motherfucking <laughs> one <laughs> and so it it's this has been going on for we've been married for 11 years now wow um oh, congratulations on that uh, a decade sir yeah uh, I was thinking that when you were telling this story last, or actually, no, uh, when I was listening to the last episode or the episode back where you were talking about um, your, no, I think it was when you were talking about your, your issues with your, your, your oh, ex. Oh, Yeah, was that last episode? Yeah, that was last episode. Okay, okay. I was thinking about that because you were saying the ages of your kid, your your children then, and I was like, oh, wait, they're real old now. <laughs> but oh, wait. <laughs> They're so old now. It's like, wow, they have been together like 10 plus years then. So, yeah, yeah, man. I thought that the last episode, I meant to say something. That's dope. A decade, man. A decade Um, plus is dope. And you know what? It, 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 people say it, well, it is hard work. I ain't even gonna front. Um, because there's times where you just don't fucking want a roommate. Um, (laughs) true story. but, But real talk. And, and other times when you really want a roommate, but they're not around. <laughs> exactly. And and real talk, there's times where in the winter, uh, depression hits, and and you and and I, I can say honestly, I fall into myself um, when depression hits. If I don't find care, I try and do self care, which means I just become completely like, I don't I don't talk much, um, and. Uh, I had to learn like the first couple of years I would do that and just shut everything out, which was completely selfish of me because she's going through something too. She may not have depression. She may not have that sort of thing, but everybody their their moods change when the UV rays are no longer hitting and when the sun is no longer out moods change. And, 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 and it may not be her who has depression. It may be uh, a, a manager at work or, or a coworker who has depression. And so they're lashing out uh, in order to have some sort of feeling or have some, anything they may have something that they're going through. And so they're lashing out at her and she's reaching out to me and I'm in this hole. I had to learn how to share my emotions. Like, that it wasn't just my emotions, that there were other people's emotions involved in my world. And that was hard. Um, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's things like that that we don't really talk about, you know, like it's, it's all oh, marriages. I, I never call her a ball and change cause she's not, I never call her anything problematic because she's not, she's my best friend. And I'm grateful to be able to say that I married my best friend. 
Um, it's, it, it's, it's quite simply that there are times where you need to be alone. And for the first couple of years, we didn't have a big enough house to where we could find that space. Uh, once we found that space, then it took a couple more years from me, cause I'm a, I'm a sensitive motherfucker, uh, to recognize that her going into a different room or me going into a different room didn't mean I had to follow or didn't mean that there was something wrong going on. It just, we just need our space. And, and that's the thing about relationships, relationships, just like people grow and evolve and they flourish or they fail uh, through those evolutions. Um, I'm grateful to say that I, I, I'm able to say that I am with somebody who uh, evolved as well and um didn't freak out over my evolutions because when i yeah. grew that tail that should have just <laughs> been an absolute deal breaker for a lot of people but she was like is that really all the hair you have left on your head and i cut it off so um seriously though it, it's, it's 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 a beautiful beautiful it's a beautiful world that i'm you, in right now you know what was like the the weirdest thing for me to realize I guess maybe it was just uh, indicative of other relationships I had been in up until this this point was that um so like I never take my I guess inside your head you know the meaning of your words and so like you never take what you're saying very seriously I never take what I say very seriously um and because I have uh, a vocabulary sometimes when I describe things I forget. That yes, because this is the word I'm using for it, and I know the the level that this word kind of like the, the I'm using this word for it because of the level that it it, it gives to that that feeling. For people who don't know that word, <clears throat> when they realize they look it up and see what it means, and it, it just ba- boils down to just baseline oh hate, um, and and then that that when people actually care about you, your words automatically have a little bit more weight anyway. And so you could just be hurting someone with what you were saying is what I'm trying to get around to saying. And, and I didn't realize that I uh, could put someone on edge because of how sarcastic I can be, how mean I can be. And it, it took me time to I guess it, it took me seeing that and realizing like, oh, you just don't want to talk because you're afraid of what I'm going to say. To realize that, like, I, I have to start, like, checking that. So I've gotten better about it. And I still. I think a mean person. It takes some getting used to, and you kind of have to be a little mean to deal with me. But I think it's it's. I never kind of caught how much impact I could have with what I said, because in my head is is not that serious. If someone said that about me, I would laugh it off. And I think it might just be like years of having uh, a parent who was verbally abusive of me saying things about me that like I had to laugh off because otherwise. The alternative was you committed suicide and I wasn't going to be a, a suicidal kid. Mm-hmm. So like it was just like, all right, fine. Uh, laughter was my my humor. You know, laughter was my way to my defense. So if you said something about me, cool, I laugh it off and now I'm going to say something about you. And if I get you to shut up, then I say something mean, you get mad, then we're done. And so that's that's how a lot of the meanness came for me. It was like if I if we start fighting, you're not making fun of me anymore. And now, at least physically, I have some recourse at least physically i can i can put my hands up and defend myself and i can see you know maybe someone stops this because no one stops kids bullying like taunting you but everyone will stop a fight and so i just learned how to like make people upset through humor and and i think 
it's one of those things that like I have it, it's it served me well in some cases because like there's times when I'm really funny and I've been able to translate that over into writing and and, and other creative expressions, but it's also kind of detrimental in relationships because if I'm feeling defensive, my go-to is basically mean humor, and that's not a great time to have that. I'm finding that um, a lot of a lot of the issues that I'm finding in in, in my relationships, um, some were able to be fixed, some were like disastrous. And 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 as I get older and look at my life and really take stock of where I am as an adult and as a as a person. Um, I too can give a lot of credence to a lot of the things that I've done, uh, to the way that I was raised by a, a dad who just was not good at it. Like, I don't think he yeah. wanted to do it. Um, oh no, my father told me he didn't want to be a father. Like as a child, I remember very clearly my dad looked at me and been like, I really didn't want kids, but your mom did. So here we are. And it was like, I'm six, motherfucker. Like, why would you say this to me? Like, that's, I was told at a young age that my father didn't want me. And whether or not he, he later on claimed that he didn't mean it and that he was just quote unquote joking. I was fucking at you. Yeah, I was, nah, I didn't mean that. Of course I wanted children. And then he redacted that, uh, later after that and then said, well, I didn't want children. But then after I had them, I was like, oh, I'm really happy I had kids. I'm like, you know what? You go fuck yourself. I didn't want parents, and now that I have them, I'm really not happy I have them, is I think what I said to him. And um, so in, in most cases, though, the point is is that, like, 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 like sometimes when people are like, ah, oh, my father left, I feel like mine kind of never showed up either. He was physically there, but he wasn't there emotionally, and he wasn't prepared for what he walked into. And whether or not he came to love it doesn't matter as much as the job he did while he was in it. And like, there's a lot of stuff that like I I'm unresolved about that. Like I went through therapy for, and, and I probably should still be going through more, but it really is just where I, I there's a, a, a bit of a raw place in my heart for him that I don't know if it's ever going to be at a point where I'll be a hundred percent okay with what happened, not even with what happened, but uh, how I was raised and the decisions that were made pertaining to it uh, on both parents' parts. I'm not going to sit here and like throw shade at my father only. I, I think he he took a strong, aggressive lead towards it and towards doing things that uh, were antagonistic towards us as children that my mother tried to curb but wasn't able to do. And, and for whatever reason, she just kind of deferred to a lot of the, the nonsense that he, he wanted. But having said that... Um, I think having interrupted what I said completely, even though there's only two of us here, which is fucking incredible. I mean, I usually get talked over when there's both of y'all here, but when it's just you and you're just like steamrolling me, fucking Christian Okoye. Like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? I was about to say something deep and and thought provoking and all that kind of stuff. I understand that you're going through some things, saying I'm trying to be supportive, <laughs> I'm trying to be a good friend, but fuck me, fuck fuck, like okay, okay, my bad. So oh, no, 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 <laughs> Jay won't let me talk. Oh. <laughs> I see that kid who will raise my hand in class and be like, "Someone else has their hand raised." Oh, nice. 
and they'd always call on me. Like, why the fuck do you keep calling on me? I'm just gonna point out that they have their hand raised and you're ignoring them. Be the good person. But um, no, seriously. After the um co-parenting conversation we had last episode, I realized that I uh was not a good person at the point where Isabella's mom and I were uh, together. I wasn't. Um, I was not in any way, shape, or form prepared to be a good person. I was prepared to be a good father uh, because my dad, I was just, my whole mindset was honestly, quite honestly, I'm just going to do the exact opposite of everything my dad did with the exception of providing for the family. I'm going to provide for the family and everything else I'm going to do the opposite. But I still had, like, even if you can get past the emotional absence, the the person who maligned you and made fun of you and never felt like you were made you feel like you were good enough, or, or um, just completely like uh, the moments of just you feel ignored or unloved or whatever it may be. Even if you get past all of that internal emotional chaos that they left behind you also have to deal with the fact that the only person the only man that you saw in a relationship with anybody was your dad and your dad was really shitty at it and so you learned all of these toxic I learned all of these toxic things from my dad like jealousy and possessiveness and 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 um just like my dad was the type of person who, uh, like your dad, would uh, say mean things and just mentally beat you in a submission, just with snide remark after snide remark, and just I call him Darth Vader. Um, I'm his son. I'm the son of Darth Vader. And so, in my first relationship, uh, my first real relationship with 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 Isabella's mom. I can say that I was quiet and I was uh, not able to be reached that easily. But when I was reached, when I wasn't working or going out with my friends or whatever, um, I was, people say, and this is a horrible thing. This is a horrible statement for people to make, but they make it, or at least I used to make it. I loved too hard. No, you didn't love too hard. You were too possessive. Yeah. I think that's, like, I, I feel like that's one of those things where like you try to pass off the, the feelings of jealousy on love and it's not really a jealous thing. That would be like if you see someone attaining, uh, like success for themselves and you love them in your relationship and you see them, uh, <clears throat> becoming, you know, more powerful or, or more famous, for instance, and you were upset about the fact and tried to hold them back and keep them from going forward. Well, well you don't love that person. If you actually love them, you support them and, and try to be there for them and just realize that just because their life has changed doesn't mean that your relationship necessarily goes away. It just itself is going to change. I thought you were going to keep talking. Oh, no, no. I I, I, I take advice very well. I uh, took those notes mid-show, and, and now I'm going shorter bursts. Look at me adjusting. Right. Look at you evolve, you Pokemon, you, um, you Pokemon, um, what? I, I don't know. <laughs> Am I just going around poking men? Don't do. Hey, that. are you a man? 
Poke. Poke. All you right. know what? Somebody really did poke, poke me poke. on Facebook. I think they disabled that feature. Oh, thank God. It was, it was stupid. It was, it was weird. the most passive-aggressive bullshit of all time. <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you, but I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> so now what they have is, instead of the poking in the messenger, they have waving. Yeah, it's still bullshit. It is. Somebody's Fucking waving at you. Me. Click here to wave back. I don't... I don't... Throw some balls and talk to me. That's what I say. I don't want and, to. And I don't mean that in the way as in balls as, as in being. I mean that metaphorically. Like, step up. Say something. Use words. That's why we have them. But people are so scared of words. And I think that people are scared of, of actual confrontation. Um, I don't think people know how to be constructively confrontational anymore i don't think there's ever been a time where people knew how to be constructively confrontational where you could sit down with somebody and really just hash it out and leave unscarred and i think that i learned that through being in a relationship with nisha Mm. because when you have this person who lives with you there's literally nowhere to run if you sleep in separate rooms, that's not solving the situation. You have to, it's only making it worse. You have to confront this and you have to constructively resolve your issues. I'm going to say that that is not entirely true. And here's why. Uh, very quickly, I live with someone who instead of confronting issues will just acquiesce and get quiet. Mm. And if I truly didn't care or if, if getting my way mattered more to me than her being happy, we'd have a whole bunch of shit in this house. that's mine. <laughs> a lot of decisions would have went different. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is, is like, uh, so like, th- there are a lot of people who will just dodge the conflict, dodge the conflict, and just eat it and be sad and be sad. And my girlfriend is one of them, and and I think that that's a danger, obviously. And and I keep trying to stop her from doing that, which so far we've we've been pretty successful. I just want to make sure I throw that addendum in there. Um, no, 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 I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm processing and thinking, and I have a question. Okay. Have, have all the questions. No, just a question. Um, and if, if you don't want to answer, I understand completely. I know what that is. Yeah. That's my ribs. Okay. Oh. You want no, to take a break for a second and go check on them? Ah, they'll be fine. Uh, they're wrapped in foil. Uh, they're at 300. Okay. They can cook a little longer. They've already been sauced and everything. They're fine. Okay. Um, yeah. How old is Affy? 32. 32. Okay. Um, a four-year difference between the two of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're old. Um, yeah, with that, I, I don't. I, I. 
there was a point in time where and everybody's not the same you know that that has to be said so when i said that you know the uh confrontations may need to be this way i i miss i that was my bad um because everybody's relationship is different the way that it works for us is that we had to actually sit down and have these talks uh, yeah because my beloved is stubborn as fuck um think scars attitude in a much prettier person um <laughs> and you know what i will say this and i and i, I want to make sure that i i say this i have never found scar to be stubborn oh no as much as it's, it's just he's he's strong in his convictions very but, much so but he's not so set in those convictions that if you take the time to talk to him uh, he used to he be will, yeah, he used to be really set, in, but he's at a point now where if you take the time to talk to him, he'll take a shot at it. And if it turns out horribly, he'll t- he'll give it a shot. Remember and I, the you know what, that's a, yeah. yeah. And I think what happens is that he'll take a shot at it, and if it's not horrible, he he, it, it, he loves everything about it forever, <laughs> which is great. But if it's terrible or if he just has a, a mediocre experience, he now hates everything about it forever. It, 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 but he's still, he's given it one shot, and that's so much better than previously. And I feel like that's that's what I that's all I want in a person. Just give it one shot. Let's see what happens. Yeah, my mom used to fool me with that request. Come on, just try the liver. <laughs> just give it one taste. If you don't like it, you don't have to finish. Oh, you already started it. Now you got to finish it, little nigga. You better eat all that liver. You better eat all that liver. Don't just eat the onions. Don't just uh, eat the you onions. Know, you know where I think we went wrong with the liver? I feel like instead of going savory, we should have gone sweet. You can't make shit sweet, dog. Imagine liver pudding over a rich, creamy base of. Okay, I don't even know. It's, it's I I got lost halfway into that. I said liver pudding and immediately wanted to throw up. <laughs> I just said liver pudding and was like, mm, mm, liver pudding. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, I I again I misspeak a lot. Well, I don't misspeak a lot. I say shit and then I think about it or somebody else says something. And I'm like, you know what? He said it better than I did. And then I come back around. Um, oh, you mean like everybody else? Okay. Yeah, but I'm willing to admit it. Um, we all do that. No, everybody doesn't admit it. Um, no, no, not everyone admits it. I think we all do that. Oh, I'm yeah, not saying we all admit yeah. it, but we all are like, ah, oh, I could have said that better. I do that like maybe I've done that in the last five minutes, actually. Yeah, <laughs> well, I could have said that better. Um, <laughs> Scar and, and, and Nisha are both Virgos. And so when Correct. I say that she is uh, just like Scar, I mean uh, in the in the belief that they are set in their convictions that they are always right. And so since they're set in that conviction that they're always right, they don't need to argue it. Because <laughs> even if you argue it for your side, it's like, okay, that was fun. I'm still right. But that was fun. Good try. And um, so it was difficult for me to have a conversation with somebody who's literally, when we first met, was uh, a brick wall as far as I'm going to cede this to you. And I'm the type of person who at that point in time was, 
I need to be right because I just need it for my own mental psyche. And so there was a lot of silence uh, because nobody wanted to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and and let's just let's make sure that we I guess maybe state this when there is a definitive right and wrong. This isn't really probably a problem because uh, there's facts and there's statistics and we can sit down and do research and come up with an answer. But when it's not definitive, when it is purely based upon I that this argue, an argument like here's this and this and this, therefore I feel this way, that's when you really start having issues. And that's when that that mindset of I'm right and we're not going to talk about it becomes interesting very i would say infuriating but i'm not i'm not married to or nor am i in a relationship with a virgo and and that's kind of why (laughs) (laughs) you know i I didn't when 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 nisha and i first met didn't care about signs didn't take them seriously (laughs) i'm good friends with several virgos but i would never date them didn't even nope, didn't even didn't pay it any mind. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. And then, yep, yep. I, I think the the thing that made me pay the most attention to it was reading the one for me and being like, "Fuck you, this is exactly me." Like I think that that reading that and having been told my entire life that it, it wasn't real, that it's all fake, that it's all bullshit. It's just they just say things that would be true to every person. Having been told that and then reading a detailed, this is what a cancer personality is like, and then just reading it be like, bang, yep, bang, yep, bang, yep, bang, god damn it, yep, bang, god damn it. Like just, it, it just be dead on. It, it, it felt the same way as, uh, when I did the Meyer, the Meyer Briggs, um, personality test, which by the way, I'm a INTJ. When I did that, like that, same thing as I read through that, I was like, yep, that's exactly it. Yep. Yep. And then I think that's, that's when I started to think, okay, maybe something's, maybe there's something to all of this. It didn't hit me until like three weeks ago. It was too spot on when I looked at mine. I, I, I think that was, I was in career, I think at the time, or maybe I was, yeah, I was like maybe 29. And there was someone uh, on Twitter I was following who uh, always like posted their Twitter horoscope, and I think I finally just kind of fell down the rabbit hole and started looking at it, and was like, "Huh, what, I wonder what I am." And then I looked it up, like, "I'll, I'll just prove all of this right now. I'll look up the thing for me. It won't even be me, or it'll be so vague and generalized. There's no way that, uh, uh, oh God, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so me?" And then I had the epiphany of like, does that mean everyone out there is like me? <laughs> There's other people like me? Uh, uh, tears, tears. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that there were more people like this? And then you went out and found your people. No, not me. I didn't know any of this, so I went out and found the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to be working for you, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. It is. <laughs> Yeah, actually, interestingly enough, uh, so apparently my current girlfriend and I have very compatible signs. Uh, I'm a Cancer, for people who don't know, my girlfriend's a Pisces, and those two are water signs, and they're supposed to be extremely compatible. Though, I think it's, 
I think anyone is compatible with anyone as long as you're mature enough. So I, I think it's it's there there'll be people who say, well, oh, don't do that. It's, it's only going to fail and, and shipwreck. I think it's more like kind of like what we're saying. You're going to spend a bit more time working at it. You're going to put a little bit more effort into it. But it's it can work. It just means it's not going to be a hundred percent as smooth as you're going to want it to be. I think there are some relationships that I've been in, having been in multiple failed relationships across my life now, that were easier than others. I mean, ultimately, some failed more because of circumstance than because of uh, the true feelings between uh, feelings between the two people. But I think there were some that were just easier, and and I dare say the ones that were easier might have been just compatible signs or just compatible personalities. But I don't think it's it's impossible to make it work. I think it's just going to be harder. It is going to be harder, but it's... Uh, maybe maybe more worth it. Maybe exactly. because it's harder, it's worth it more because you've put in all this damn work. <laughs> like, how dare you question my relationship? I work like a slave to keep this thing going. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I don't get overtime. <laughs> like I don't get a lunch break. I clock in every day to love. I don't get sick days. <laughs> I clock in to love, and then I never clock out. And Eleven years running. It's like it's like <laughs> you have those relationships. Where it's just like, wow, y'all seem like y'all are just newlyweds. Like you're so in love and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. Those are usually the ones that take the most work. Yeah, because those two people really do love each other. Mm -hmm. And so they're willing to actually go through the fire with one another to make sure that they're both okay to be in that place. It's not something that's forced. It just is. Um we have friends who, when we go out, oh, look at them. Look, it, it actually sounds like, um, Dave Chappelle when, when he was talking about the white folks watching him eat chicken. Look at him. He loves it. But, um, look at him <laughs> finishing each other's sentences. No, the reason why we're finishing each other's sentences is because we both live the same situation together. When I say all the time Nisha and I did this together, I mean it. We do this stuff together because we are now at a point where we, 11 years of doing the same thing, I mean, 11 years of yeah. me hearing her music, 11 years of me watching her shows, you know what happens after 11 years? Niggas, I like Project Runway. I like RuPaul's Drag Race. We're about to watch Pose <laughs> in a couple of minutes, even though I'm the one who suggested nice. that. Um I'd watch it too. It seems like it's going to be pretty dope. It's fucking incredible, dog. You know, also, I think what happens over time, so when you're with someone longer, you start noticing this, they start getting like your stories and like your, like if you have a catchphrase or a mannerism or a word whisker, they start getting it down. Like there's one thing that I do in particular, uh, often to my girlfriend, and it's a very sarcastic mean thing that I do, but it's essentially, it's a sound. And here, I'll do it. It's if someone says something that I disagree with, and I'm not even going to bother to tell you why I disagree with it, I usually do, and I just keep going higher. I do that. Like, and I just keep going as high as I can as you continue pressing. 
And the other day, I said some ridiculous shit. I can't remember what I said. I said something just, just like, like I don't know, like I, I'll knock a building over with my dick. I don't know, just something ridiculous. And my girlfriend literally was like, uh, back to. Me. I was like, wait, what? How dare you, madam? <laughs> and I just started laughing, and I was like, you know what? I personally love the fact that I know you got that from me. And of all the things that I do, like of all my catchphrases. So I think we're all just like, uh, we're all kind of imitating someone, right? Mm-hmm. So like there was someone that you idolized when you were a kid. And so you started doing stuff like him. And as you got older, you idolized different people, but you kept little things. So you're just like pieces of like the idols that you had. Sometimes it was a friend down the street or like a best friend. Sometimes it was like a dude in a movie, but like you're just pieces of things that you idolize, right? Mm-hmm. Your personality, I think, and like the things that you find are funny. Of all the things that I, I say and do and, and catchphrases and things that I think and where I go, that one thing is probably the one that I can't place to something else or attribute to something else. That's one thing I think I do that's just for me. And it's really, really funny to me that that's the one thing she called on to and has done back is the thing that I do that's solely something that's for me. Can, can, <laughs> and I found that interesting. If I may, maybe because you do it to her all the <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> And you don't even know it. No, no, that's 100% uh, what it is. I do it a lot. Uh, I do it to everyone. I do it at work. So, like, I've been at work. Uh, we're in a meeting. They're like, all right, so we're going to blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> loud enough for people to kind of turn up like, uh, Jay, do you think otherwise? I'm like, what, huh? No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I really think that's going to happen, huh? Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Let me write that down. <laughs> I do that, too, at work. So, I mean, it's... I think it's something that is, 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 is telling. I think it's like looking in the mirror of, of my, my catchphrases and realizing I'm not very clever. <laughs> All I have is high-pitched whining. I'm, a, I'm, I'm at the humor <laughs> level of a dog, apparently. <laughs> you okay, Jay? You want to go outside? You want to go for a walk? <laughs> That's that's what it's that's what I see in that. I looked in the mirror and I, I'm I'm not very much. <laughs> Nisha uses my catchphrase with the kids. Oh, nice. No, it's not. Wait, wait, which ones? All of them. Okay, so what are your catchphrases? Like I've had this thought. I don't think I have any. What are your catchphrases? Okay, so there's certain things. Are you right? ready for this? Goddamn. Okay, right. no, let's so do this. There's certain things that have to happen in order for it to come together, for it to be a catchphrase. So, like, um, <laughs> like if there, there's a certain song by John Mayer that comes on, it's called uh, Gravity. And and when we were first listening to it, because we first started listening to John Mayer together, shut the fuck up, Jay. Um, th- the song was Gravity, and I started singing it like Elmer Fudd. So I started saying Gwabity. Um now she sings gravity like gravity. Um, when we were talking to the kids, I would look at them and I'd be like, she, they say something and I'd be like, Steve don't care. Um, <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Long story short, Steve died. He was a friend of the family. Well, he was a friend oh, of my wow. brothers. Um, when we were younger, he passed away, but he got drunk as fuck one day. And, uh, somebody was telling him he needed to do something. And he was like, no. And they were like, you need to do it. And he was like, no. And then they said it one more time. And he's like, Steve don't care. And everything they said <laughs> after that, he said it with that voice, like his voice changed. And he was like, Steve don't care. Steve don't care. So now whenever they're like, but everybody else gets to do this. I was like, Steve don't care. And, um, Oh, that's nice. I like that. She, she does that. <laughs> um, there is the um, integrity or characters doing the right thing when nobody's looking. Uh, we say that to the basketball teams often. 
Um, and what's the last one? I have like four of them. Oh, glomming. Um, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, uh, being a glomminist. Like, uh, she is, <laughs> she, she'll tell them, why are you glomming on my fries? Why are you being a glomminist? And it's just like, I like that. Okay, that one came from like 2009. So you're using it on the kids, and now they think you came up with it. But you know what? Steve, don't care. So there's like a ton of things that like we, it's getting to the point, and it's always wonderful um, that it's to the point where we know each other so well, and we've lived so many experiences with one another at this point in time. Like adult experiences, we live with each other. Because um, honestly, 26, 25, 24, that's, you're still just really, that's a transition phase for me. Yeah, you're uh, still kind of becoming who you're going to be exactly. like right around 30 ish like maybe 31 32 you start being who you're going to be for the rest of your life exactly like you start making the same decisions <laughs> like you start like waking up the same time there's nothing you can do you're just you're there you start falling asleep at the same time you try to get out of that shell and it's, it's just it's harder i'm not sure what it is i was going to say <clears throat> i like that all your catchphrases are very much family friendly and very pleasant get the fuck out of my car you motherfucker you get on my nerves that's one i didn't mention uh, so one catchphrase I think you've heard me say before is, um, fuck you and everything and everything you believe in. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, I also have been known to say, fuck you and everyone you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard them both. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm a big fan of fuck you and everything you believe in. That was a personal favorite. I think I like that. Like, fuck you and everything you stand for. I've said that before. <laughs> that one stung, too. <laughs> These all um, stung. <laughs> all of my catchphrases involve me telling people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I, I, this is not indicative of who I am. I just think that's the, th that's the thing that, like, I tend to do the most. I, I tend to, like, even when I was going through something, going through, like, uh, recording all the stuff for I Die Before It's Cool. Yes, I'm plugging my upcoming podcast, uh, serial dr audio drama called I Die Before It's Cool on this show, The Dream Team, which both of which you should listen to. Again, that's I Die Before It's Cool. Please look, uh, follow me on Twitter at adjective underscore J for updates on that. I'll have a I Die Before It's Cool, uh, Twitter account up before long. Um, and, uh, just, you know, Check us out on that. But anyway, as I was saying, um, I was working on that. Um, you like my my plug? <laughs> that wasn't even a plug. That was a promo. And that I was need a to, full promo. <laughs> I need yeah. to be sure to save it so then I can put it on the on single simulcast. I feel like I need to also very quietly go to Twitter and reserve the name. I died before. It's cool. I haven't I'm done it yet. For you. We're about to battle. <laughs> That's cool. I'll just go to something else. But I feel like I need to do that before... Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to leave it to fate. Nah, if I have to. It. Matter of fact, here. Everything. I got you. <clears throat> I'm leaving it to fate. No, I'm leaving it to fate. Fuck fate. Uh, no, no, because then I may, I may come up with a better name or something cooler than just I Die Before It's Cool. Then you have That's I Die Before It Was Cool, and then you have another one. Yeah, I think I actually may just do the, the letters. It's a mouthful. But anyway, I'll figure it out. Uh, so, I'm working on that. I'm doing the script. And what I found is I hit this really weird. So first of all, let me let me go full. Let me go full disclosure. I'm high as fuck. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm I do a full bong as I'm working on on uh, recording for the script, and I'm just in a little back office studio, <laughs> and I'm just 
sit the mic and I'm just doing my job, right? <laughs> and I, I'm I'm really high, but I'm I'm hitting my and I, I'm I'm doing everything. I got to this weird place where there's a there's just it's two words. It's fuck you. It's a line. That's the, that's the line. It's fuck you. For 20 minutes, I sat here and I wish I had kept the recording. I didn't. For 20 minutes, I sat here doing fuck you over and over again, multiple different ways, trying to find the proper way to say it in the right nuance. I went down the rabbit hole of fuck you for 20 minutes. And I'm, it's weird for me to tell the story because I'm sitting in the same place that it happened. I'm not as out of body high as I was when it happened. I mean, I, I was stupid high when it happened, but it, it was, I got lost in that. And I don't know if you ever got lost in a word before or like trying to say a phrase over and over again, but it's weird. It's really weird. The closest that I've gotten lost in was, um, and, and I don't know if anybody feels this. But me, I've never, I've, I've never actually asked anybody, you know. But, um, for example, just to pick a song out of the ether that I know that both of us know about and, and love, without even, without even discussing this with you, already know you love this song because I know you. Outcast, body, body, dopealicious. Yep, I do love that song. I fall into a place where I will listen to that song roughly 12 times in a row because Nine minute I, will song hear a new, <laughs> I will hear a new guitar string or a new horn that I didn't hear before and it will just entrance me to where I need to hear it over and over again so I can get the full feeling of that new instrument that I just heard no, I feel you. Actually, I, I'm down. I do that all the time. Like, just put it on repeat and just go. I, especially at night. Like, I used to do that a lot, like at night, and just listen to the same song over and over and over again. Was I don't it, think you're alone on that one. Was this? But I don't smoke weed. No, this is pre weed. Okay, cool. Just checking. I, I, you know, I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I don't know if I have. The, so I, I don't have the. I don't have the. I don't generally have full out of body weed experiences. I have to really smoke to get to that point is what I'm trying to say. Like, I have to really try it. Like, it's got to be like, you know what? Let's lift off, pack a couple of bowls, <laughs> like grind, grind up that, <laughs> grind up those two grams. Really? We're about to take off. <laughs> and for people who smoke, who just heard me say grind up two grams, we're about to take off. They are probably just like, wait, what? That's entirely too much. Yeah, no, this is, this is what I have to do, unfortunately. But I, I think like when it does happen, I never want to like, like I never want to listen to music. I never want to watch anything. I generally just want to lay on the couch and just like, I want it to end. It's never like pleasant. I feel like sick when I'm too high. Like I feel like that, that kind of high that happens, it's rare that I wanted it. And if it happened, it was a mistake. And then it's like, oh no, I don't want to be here. Edibles do that to me a lot too. I want to try a weed gummy worm. Did do I, you? Did I have? Did I have those? Yeah, they have. Uh, first of all, wheat gummies of all types, not just worms. Uh, you can get wheat gummy bears, wheat gummy worms. There's like these little wheat gummy cubes that you can get. They have like a shit ton of THCA in them. Uh, 
and then like you can get uh, like weed shaped gummies. Um, there's edible cookies, obviously edible brownies. Um, you can make your own edibles. Uh, all you have to do is just essentially like um, get like buy regular weed, like flower weed, uh, and then get regular oil. Heat the oil to low heat and then just kind of cook the weed in the oil for about two hours on low heat, just really, really low heat. That releases the THC and turns it to THCA. You can also decarboxylize your weed at home in the oven. That releases the THCA, uh, which is the component that makes you high. And then add those in, use that oil that you did for the, uh, the, uh, if you did the oil in the, with the THC and strain it out with the cannabis oil. You can then use that to in your brownies and that'll get you high. And, and there's a whole recipe online for doing that, for doing cannabis butter, uh, for doing uh decarbo for decarboxylating decarboxylating or decarboxylating wheat. There's a whole thing for how to do that. I'm clearly thinking about starting to cook with with wheat now, if you haven't guessed. I'm I'm <clears throat> just thinking about how you must have went to weed college, nigga. Like deboxing. Oh, internet, man. YouTube, YouTube University, as per usual. You know what? I am learning over and over again that I don't need anybody but YouTube. <laughs> I learn everything from YouTube, bro. Exactly. Like, hey, uh, you going to take the car to the shop? No, I'm going to go on YouTube and change the oil. And <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> right? <I was> like, <laughs> it's going to look that difficult. No, oil changing is easy. Like I've actually like I learned uh, and I, I'm making fun of you, but I literally I changed out the radiator on, on my old car, uh, my Pontiac, uh, uh, not Firebird, my Pontiac um, Grand Prix I used to have. I changed out the um, the in, intake manifold. I changed out the radiator. I changed out the alternator. I changed out uh, one other thing, uh, the brakes, the rotors, everything on it. All from watching YouTube videos. I just sat down. I watched like two, I watched one YouTube video for the radiator. That's how easy it was. YouTube videos like unscrew this, unscrew this, unscrew this, pull it out. And I was like, okay, cool. Screw, 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 pull out. And it was so easy. I was like, oh my god. And that's also how you children. I, why did I pay someone this? Why would I pay someone for this? And then the intake manifold was a nightmare. And I was like, this is why you pay people for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like I'm thinking like brakes oil radiator if need be because for the radiator they're talking like thirty five hundred dollars yeah you know how much it costs to buy a radiator like a, a new radiator from radio shack dollars no like for my car it was a hundred bucks <laughs> it was it wasn't even for, for a full hundred i had enough left over to go grab like a lunch from burger king it was like 95 dollars yeah granted I lived in Alabama, and this was like early 2000s, but still, a hundred bucks, bro. Like I remember laughing all the way home, like this is so easy. I'm gonna put this inside my car. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna prosper. I just, I, I, I just, the more that YouTube flourishes, I think should be the more worried that all of these shops, plumbers and well, not plumbers, because people literally don't want to put their hands in shit. But mm. <laughs> like, well, it depends on how much I'm gonna, how much they're charging for me to do it. If 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 the price is high enough, I I have I have snaked out a toilet drain before, and I am willing to do it again. I I'll go do re equipment rental if if the difference is high enough. 
I'm going to go on YouTube right now and I'm going to learn how to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that psychiatrist. Here's the here's the thing though. I think those businesses are probably okay with that because uh like there are certain things that like there's skills required to be able to do certain things and there's tools required for it. So like a lot of times when you watch the YouTube videos, like when I watched the intake manifold video, I was feeling pretty confident about it because I lived or I, I lived in a town with my father and I was on good enough terms with him at the time where I could just go to his house and he had a garage full of, of tools. So he was like a like like a mechanics level worth of tools. I'm saying I'm talking like everything you want, complete with like jacks and like like everything you want for working on a car he had that he'd been he built up over like twenty years of working on cars. <clears throat> mechanics gloves the works all the thing he didn't have was it was a lift and i mean like he wanted one my mom wouldn't let him do it so like everything like air wrenches like the full professional levels like stuff so taking that out was not that big of a problem now now is a problem i would legitimately legitimately have issues trying to like work uh on my car now because i don't have any of the stuff i need to do it yeah i just don't and I have to go buy it, and it becomes really cost prohibitive when I'm buying tools, especially like the specialized shit. And my dad bought and just kept because, like, you know, I'm gonna continue to work on cars. But for me, I'm only working on my car once, and and for a lot of this shit, I don't want to do it again. So why am I gonna go buy a specialized tool for something that I am only gonna do once? Because hopefully, I never have to do this again. Yeah, no, that's where the issue is for me too. It's and like, they they have the garages for that. They have like the city garages where you can go and they have all the tools and they have a mechanic on deck if you need help. But that shit is expensive as shit, man. Exactly. That shit is expensive. It's as fucking as expensive as a mechanic. So why the fuck would I go do it? Like the entire point of me working on my fucking car is that it's supposed to be motherfucking cheaper, not the fucking same price. So you're gonna fucking charge me to bring my car to you, do all the fucking work, and then charge me the fucking same? Go fuck yourself. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to do the cardio. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, bro. That, that's, that, that's, that's a game. That is, that's a gift. I saw that because I was looking for it. I was like, well, this, maybe someone's had this idea of people need garages and tools. You can rent a garage bay. And sure enough, people have had that idea. And their idea was, oh, let's just fuck these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll charge them $100 less than a mechanic and they'll think they did something. <laughs> Uh, I don't think my wife would appreciate me having a garage bay. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate that joke. So LeBron signed with the Lakers. Oh man, man! First of all, I'm disappointed to hear not that signing, but that Paul George signed with the Thunder. But I then heard the Thunder are mad over the cap. Yes. Which makes me think, are they going to try to trade Paul George for like a max amount of players from the Lakers? The Lakers are going to be like, why, motherfucker? You could have came to us for free agency. Yes, but I really feel like the Thunder are going to try to trade him because he gets that same, for him, he gets that deal and he's guaranteed that money. He doesn't know how much the Lakers are going to try to pay him. And I feel like that is him walking in with guaranteed money. So it could just be OKC. And OKC may not have, you know, I don't know if that's what they're planning on. 
but they clearly are over a cap and someone's got to go. And I kind of wonder if they did that hoping that they could entice the Lakers to throw some players to match that contract their way. Because the Lakers obviously need to get rid of some people. <laughs> that may also be, I don't know enough about uh, contract law and the specific contract law pertaining to the bargaining agreement of the NBA to say that may be the only way they can get Paul George onto that team and pay him the same amount of money. Hey, Jay, hold on one second. Oh, good. I need to take a break anyway for these ribs. Yeah. All right. Ah, that sucks. When I when I bit. Well, when I say hold on, I I, I hit pause and everything. Gogo was on oh, the okay. phone, and then I had to actually go and put the chicken onto the grill, but the grill needed to be cleaned and everything, so it took I a little bit a longer than I expected. Minute bit, man, it's ridiculous. I guess no one will ever hear it now. Sometimes that's the best way for it to be. Oh man, it was great. I, I did this whole fifteen minute bit where I was a guy who was uh. I was doing an improv, <laughs> and I was like, well, since I'm the only person here, and I thought it was recording, I was like, I'll do an improv bit. I was like, I'll pretend like I'm being I'm in an interview where someone's asking me questions, and I'm just responding to the questions, and it's about my career as a skater, because I have a picture of uh, like old-school skates above my, uh, my desk. And I went from, I got banned. I started skating at nine months old, by the way. Uh, I got banned from skating. Uh, for for using horse tranquilizer and horse steroids to to enhance my performance when I was 11. Uh, at 13, I became a jockey, and I raped a horse at 16, went to jail. Uh, my last day out of jail, I got stabbed by this uh, all-white gang of, of uh, like, all-white MS-13 gangs. So they're all-white. But they all like they're all white people, but they all call themselves Hispanic names because they're trying to seem tough in jail. And he, he was this guy's name was Sam Samuel, but he he went by El Diablo, and he stabbed me in the back when I asked him on, on my last day why he didn't just be a white guy in jail, and then he stabbed me, and so now I'm paralyzed. And my sum up was, don't do horse tranquilizers and horse steroids to get ahead in professional skate dancing. I think that's what you walked in on. No, I, I walked in on the bestiality part. <laughs> yeah. Want to explain that further there, uh, Skater Boy? <laughs> oh, no, there's a whole thing where, like, uh, that's how I got that's how I got put in jail and banned from, from horse racing was um, it was my reason. first derby race. Yeah, it was my first derby race, and I don't know what I was thinking when I went into my opponent's stable, but it... it, it Surely wasn't bestiality, but that's what it ended up being. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, while you were making uh, those stories about bestiality. Um, oh, it reminds me. I got to do the, uh, the storytellers thing tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. They're in such danger. I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen to them. Do they know anything about me? No. <laughs> how how nice do I need to be? Like I need you to be honest with me right now. Like how how nice and how clean does this need to be? Look, it doesn't. Like um it's a show for adults. Uh although I tried to cater it towards white people, they said nigger enough that I had to stop 
uh, trying to make it a white person show. This is the show for black adults, basically. And if like white I listened folks to the pilot, so and it, it seemed pretty tame. Huh? I listened to the pilot, and it sound it sounded pretty tame. The pilot sounded like really tame. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> that I'm just saying, like, 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 like. Where, where's the it was all like i mean don't get me wrong i feel like it was good it's just it was very gentle i was like what <laughs> and i don't mean gentle in a bad way i'm just saying like like okay for for context you and i for instance worked together on uh a serial audio play where uh there was an assassin who was murdering people uh, who, who, who were bad people, who were doing evil things. So, like, I've come to expect that from you. <laughs> yeah. See. I've never read anything you've written that was gentle. And also, I should point out, uh, and I say that having read all the stuff I've written, I've never written anything that was truly gentle. And I don't mean, and again, I don't mean gentle, in a, and I, I don't mean gentle or like soft. I mean, just, I feel like everything I I write has this element of of grit to it, and it's not on purpose. You've written, I mean, you've read a lot of stuff I've written before. There's a weird little grimy element to everything I write, and I I don't I don't do it on purpose, but I can't seem to shake it. See, and we're looking for that. This is your story, you know. If if you're the first person telling the story, everybody else is gonna have to follow suit <laughs> for Ooh. the most part. Because can I put sound effects in my story? Nah, yeah, but we won't be able to continue with to the next part. That's fine. I, if I do like the production values, I have all this shit from uh, well, not shit. <laughs> I have all the sound design stuff that I've been doing for I uh, Die Before It's Cool, and I'd like to use it to go for a test run, and I could use this for my test run. So there may be sound effects in the story, and I may start mid story, by the way. So and I'm gonna listen to a couple another episode t- today. Uh, before I record. So I listened to the pilot when I was driving uh, to go pick up Afi yesterday after I called you. Well, I was listening to it when I called you and I was like, uh-oh, I'm concerned. <laughs> and then I called you. I was just like, wow, this is this is tame. Okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So this is what we're doing. And then that's when I called you. Um, and and so like I, I think I'm going to listen to one more episode just to get a feel for it. And then I'm probably going to write something dark as fuck and start in the middle of an action sequence I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that's going to be the only action we may see so I'm not going to set it up if we're coming in we're coming in hot yeah I got a bunch of sound effects I'm, I'm, I'm looking to use so yeah don't tell me a thing I don't I, I'm, I don't I'm, worry that's one of the rules don't tell me anything I won't just tell the I'm story just, I'm excited and also uh, for people who listen to this show, um, when will Storytellers this episode? When will it be out? Uh, so this will be coming out on the fourth. Um, Storytellers will be out not this Saturday, so not the seventh. It'll be out on the fourteenth. Okay, and then uh, we we crowdcast uh, on the fourteenth as we listen to the stories. Correct. Uh, well, Google Hangout. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Can other people listen along with that, or, or is the go hang out solely for us? Uh, they can. Um, now that my internet is better, right, uh, it right, work out. But we'll see. We've never actually had my internet be good enough to actually do a uh, Google Hangout with people also involved that weren't part of the show. So. Well, 
so like I I find that interesting. Well, I find it super interesting. Uh, first of all, I obviously really love the concept of the show, and I'd like to see we can't grow it a little bit. Um, which is why I'm going to talk it up here. I'm going to hella talk it up on on Twitter. Um, and, and I think like let's let's see if we can't get people in the, to listen to this. I, I'm I'm going to write some I'm going to write something insane. I, and I, I already have an idea of what I want to do. Uh, and I won't go into details, but I, if, if I pull off what I, I'm thinking I'm gonna do, I'm gonna drop a fucking bomb on storytellers. I'll just go ahead and say that now. I'm, I am going to drop a, not a, a literal bomb, I'm gonna drop a literary bomb on, on storytellers. I'm fucking bringing the heat. I hope you're ready for it. It's gonna take me pretty much all day tomorrow to record, <laughs> but I, I, I think I can bring the fucking heat. I think you only got like three to five minutes. I know, but it's going to be a hot five. And I am, I'm, I, I wasn't going to, I was going to improv all this, right? I was just going to like, meh. Initially, that was the idea, yeah. And, and I mean, but I, I mean, it, you gave it, me the topics too early. Like, I, I know the topics too early. I've already started thinking. Now I'm like, fuck it. Let's do production value. So now I'm all, I'm all production value. <laughs> like, if you want me to improv, you got to tell me, like, I should have got those topics uh, tomorrow at like an hour before the deadline. Oh my god! Not even that. Thirty minutes before the deadline, it should have been like, "Yo, you got thirty minutes to tell me a story about this and have it uploaded." That's when I should have got that. Um, yeah, scallions. Scallions. Okay. Good. Scallions. Ooh, Good. I put scallions in my uh, coleslaw. Fuck your coleslaw. <laughs> And you should just use them in a potato salad. That tops nice. coleslaw forever. Um, but yeah, no, Great. Storytellers Great. is, um, I'm excited because I, yeah. I, I, you know me, I need this show to be great. <laughs> it's a great idea. This is like a concept that no one, no one has had before. But now that we put a couple shows out, people can look to listen to, can listen to ours and be like, we can do that. And it's still our concept. Yeah, I think it's a great show. I'd love to see it take off. Uh, the amount of work that's going in between it, I think, is in, is is uh, admirable. Um, and I think you know, shout out to—is it Erica who's coordinating everything? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Erica for the coordination. I think she's doing a great job. Um, it's extremely well put together. Um, and as I've said, I also want to kind of blow it out just between well, between everybody who's here. Um, for, for people who, who uh, well, I think you know this about me. Uh, I don't half-ass anything. A hundred percent, I don't half-ass anything. Um, particularly, like, when we're doing, like, oh, this is going to be a, it's, we are producing something. And then it's like, no, I, I'm all about production quality. But I think it's it's also just this, I think, like you, I see the, the, the greatness of this concept, uh, and I want to do more of this, so I really want this to go well because I want to be asked back. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> like I also want to make sure uh, they're like, we got to get Jay back on the show. He did a great job. I'm looking for that oh, too. You didn't, you didn't know you're, you're in. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get cast. Like, no, I'm, I'm trying listen, to... stop talking and listen. You're in. Oh, I'm cast. Yes. Oh, dope. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get cast. I'm trying to be on the show. Now, now I'm trying to keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the job. Oh, good. Now let's talk about keeping it. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I, I, I have a really great idea. Uh, the topics, I, I, do we want to tease the topics for people who want to listen? No, we never do that. Okay, so we won't tease the topics. The topics are fantastic. Uh, it is like the perfect ones, I think, to, to do this. So I'm super excited. Super excited. Also, my ribs. Mwah. Are you sure they're mwah or are they just oven mwah? <laughs> they're full mwah. Okay. Secret ingredient. Love. Human skin. That's a good. That's a good secret <laughs> ingredient. I still like to use the tears of little kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, here's the problem with little kid tears. Really, only the orphan tears are the best because they're so salty. So, like, it's really difficult for me to go kill, like, two parents in front of their child so that I can get orphan tears. Mainly just because, well, no, it's not the it's not like the emotional part of it. Like, I don't mind killing them. It's just really difficult to, like, tie up an entire family and then I have to get them all at the same time. Like, families don't even eat dinner together. Like, back in the 70s was easy because everyone was at the dinner table at the same time. Now, like, the family is such it's such a moving unit. No one's in the same place at the same time. It's so hard to get the entire family together to murder the parents in front of the child now. And it's, it's God, like, it, I just want orphan tears, which are the saltiest, and I can't get them because of that. I just, I feel like the Internet is ruining my murders. I feel like that joke went a long way and it didn't pay off. God damn it. It didn't pay <laughs> off, and I feel like we're being monitored now. <laughs> that joke went a long way and did not pay. I, it was a joke, but I feel like the pay, like the, I, I think the punchline was the reversal of mm-hmm. families not being together anymore, but I think the problem is, is I should have stopped when I hit that punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, like with most things funny, length killed it. Yeah. God damn you, length. Yeah, length is not always a good thing, and and you learn and you 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 grow and you adapt. <laughs> or, oh, or you shrink yeah. in this case. So I was listening while I was outside uh, cleaning off the grill so I could throw the chicken onto the grill, which is done. You know that'll take a good hour, hour and a half to finish smoking, and then it'll. Oh, be, you're smoking it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe two hours to smoke it. Um, I want to give it an what? hour and a half so it's still juicy. I love when it hits like that brown skin smoke that you can only get from smoking it. Yeah. Uh. Yep. And that's what I'm looking for without overcooking it. Cause if you overcook oh, it, so it turns good. into chicken jerky at some point. Yeah. Um, and I used to put brown sugar over the top of it or on the meat to give it a, just a sweet little spark. Um, without giving away too much of my dry rub recipe, it involves brown sugar and cayenne pepper. Um, most people's does, but yeah. No, no it doesn't. Um, mine does. California, you got to know that out here. That I'll give away mine. I mean, it's the, it's proportions that count more than anything else. Right. I'll give away most of them. Okay, so, so uh, kosher salt. Um, yeah, proportions are what counts. But yeah, kosher salt, uh, cayenne, um, chili powder, black brown sugar, cumin, uh, dried garlic, dried onion. Um, there's something else in there too. Oh, white and black pepper, though fresh ground for both. Uh, and then I do kosher salt, but, um, I have sometimes alternate for sea salt. It just kind of depends. Uh, sea salt is great because like it retains its saltiness in pockets. 
So like it's really good for uh like I like it for baked goods in most cases, but it's really also good for meats because then you kind of get like pockets like meat that are already kind of salty, like chicken for example. Sea salt's really great because then it kind of is like pockets of saltiness. Uh, and I like biting in and kind of getting like meat and saltiness. And I kind of like not having all the meat have saltiness to it. It's weird to explain, but I like sea salt sometimes. But yeah, I think that and I think that's it. So we and like just, basically the same things. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this, I think a lot of spice rubs are, are dry rubs are similar. It, it's the proportionalities that are different. And I think the proportionalities I feel are, are where like a lot of the actual like where we'll use the same stuff, but our fruit will be completely different. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's like, and I think some of the proportionality comes over time. So like that's you know that rub I've used on ribs over time, and, and I tweak it like, oh, I want I, I didn't like how little. Uh, spice this had, I want more. That was way too spicy last time. I want less. And you just kind of like I found out, for instance, that cayenne is a goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> you don't need that much. And so, like over time, you just kind of you dial it in. And that's what I think is. How do you like it? How do you like it? That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's why, like even when uh, you buy spices at the store, they will tell you most of the ingredients. I'm like, if not all of the ingredients in it, because it's not really. What's in it is the proportional, the proportions that matter. Bro, I almost forgot to tell you. You need to get an instant pot. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, we actually want to buy one. Okay. Um, I, I made this fantastic. chicken curry. Uh, that was freaking fantastic. And it took maybe 30 minutes from start to finish. And for people who don't know, do you want to like let folks know what an instant pot is? An instant pot is a combination, well, primarily. It's a pressure cooker, um, right? But it also has the capabilities of making rice. Uh, you can saute your meats in it. Um, mm-hmm. You can make yogurt if you so feel inclined. Uh, desserts you can basically do everything in your kitchen in one pot. Um, and so I when I made more. this butter chicken, which is a curry chicken essentially, it's it's, it's like a um, chicken tikka masala. Yeah. Um, like a, t- a tomato-based curry, essentially. Yeah. And so I um, sautéed the chicken. I cooked the chicken inside the Instant Pot. And once it was cooked, um, I switched it from sauté over to a uh, pressure cooker. And I added all the, the coconut milk and the seasonings and spices and, and vegetables and whatnot and I put it to pressure cook for 15 minutes and close the lid, um, and it pressure cooked uh, for 15 minutes. And then when I took it off, I started up. I put the uh, tomato sauce, some more tomato paste into it, and started it up and had butter chicken right there. I've also made gumbo, like real life, on the nose. Nigga has this has a roux and everything. Gumbo in an hour. Nice. Instant you know what pot. I really want one for? What's up? I really want one because when you have a pressure cooker, you can uh, fill the pressure cooker, um, you know, with a little bit of uh, like vegetable oil, peanut oil in this case, and then uh, fry your chicken mm-hmm. in a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And it is insanely like delicious, uh, like super moist chicken, fries like perfectly brown definitely cooks inside like you get like that perfect cook and i think that's actually how kfc cooks their chicken unless i'm mistaken they pressure cook uh fry their chicken chicken 
<clears throat> you can do that, uh, and it's really good for hush puppies. So like, uh, you can make some insanely good hush puppies uh, by pressure cook frying them, and it, you only have to fry them for like a minute. So like, you literally like, and for chicken, you can fry like an entire chicken in like eight minutes, uh, quickly. Like just batter it all and then drop it all into a pressure cooker and close it. And eight minutes later, you have some goddamn delicious chicken. Y'all need to get it. And it's available. Yeah. It's it's constantly available on sale on on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that's that's how they sell them. If you go to Instapot.com, they don't even have it for sale there. It's link. only on Amazon. Yeah, just link to Amazon. And um, I've and also made, you can buy them at Target too, right? Huh? You can buy them at Target too. Also, wait, no time. We're not getting paid for this. Don't go buy Instapots until they they pay us to tell you to go buy them. So low key buy them unless they. Hear the, this show and then decide not to, or buy to, them and then put into the review. I found out oh, about you. Yeah, let's the do that. Team. Yeah, I bought speaking this. Speaking of reviews, I'm about speaking to go of, look right now. Okay, so while you're doing that, I like to, I like to beg for reviews. Can I do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I always had like sad music in the background. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. give me, give me some sad piano music. You got some? Yeah, hold on. I almost want the Incredible Hulk uh, piano in the background. <laughs> uh, let me see. Spotify, you are my only friend. And um, I guess I'll go style is going to be based upon the piano music I get. So just surprise me with some piano music. We'll see if it's sad. Just surprise me with sad music. It doesn't have to be piano. And this, this, that's, this will determine style of this. I'm going full improv. Let's go. I wish I had brought water back here with me. Okay, this was a- Let's take a second. All right. So I'm just going to start and I'll let the music pick in. Okay. Go First of it. all, I'd like to take this moment to say thank you to all of our listeners who are out there right now with, I assume, an iPhone or another listening device, perhaps listening to us through Stitcher, where you can indeed find us by searching for the Dream Team, or listening to us through iTunes, where you can find us again by searching for the Dream Team. Hell, if you just search Google for the Dream Team, replace the E with a 3, you can find us that way as well. So for all those people who found us that way, I want to say thank you. However, there comes a time when we have to ask you to do a little bit more than listening. There comes a time when we have to ask you to tell your friends about us. You see, we want everyone to know about the Dream Team. While you're driving in your car or walking down the street, busy tap-tap-tapping away on your keyboard at work, or maybe even enjoying some intimate time with a loved one, I want to make sure that you're not the only person who's enjoying our fine, sweet, sultry voices, our deep conversations, and our snappy comebacks. You should tell all of your friends about the Dream Team. In fact, you should tell your family about the Dream Team. Do you have a grandmother who likes black people? Tell her about us. Do you have an old person who doesn't like black people? Tell them about us. Do you have someone who is actually a zombie and and isn't even alive anymore, but still enjoys listening to podcasts, fine podcasts such as this one? Well, by gosh, you should tell them about us. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Jay, I can't go and tell everyone that I know about you, to which I say, (laughs) yes, you can. But there's an easier way. You see, instead of you calling everyone you know persistently, leaving voicemails and telling them to listen to us, 
and to write in and contact the show, you can do something that's maybe only a fraction as good. You can go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review about the show. Now, from what I've been told, iTunes has a unique system of star ratings that you can give the show. I might be wrong in saying that we are a five-star podcast, but I am damn sure that you're going to give us five stars if you leave us reviews. I know you're going to give us five stars because you enjoy the quality work that we do here on the Dream Team, where we give you not only thought-provoking viewpoints, but also root put-downs such as this. Hey, Derek. Huh? I'm sorry. Not Derek. Hey, Rashani. Yo! You're stupid. Aw. See? That's the kind of comedy that we have here at the Dream Team. (laughs) Here's another one. Hey, Rashani. Huh? You're not stupid. I support you as a person and as a brother. I love you, man. Just kidding. You're stupid. You're fucking stupid. That's what we do here at the Dream Team. It's called it. It's called (laughs) an insult sandwich. I always fall for it when it tastes so good. Just remember, if you want to continue enjoying incredible podcasting like this, you can. We're not going to stop because you don't give us reviews. We're not assholes. But because we're not assholes, hey, leave us a review. This message has been paid for by the NRA. Which stands for Niggas Reading in America. Not the NRA. That's the Rifle Association. We're not dicks. I just want to point out that you haven't left the review. <laughs> I can't leave a review for a show I'm on. I did. I listened to it. Ton of- <laughs> okay. All right. How about this? The next five reviews, you will get a, an amazing review from me. I will sit down and write pages. I'm just saying. I left the review. Kojak left the review. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's always, but the thing is about reviews, we appreciate them. Um, it's just nice to know what people think, uh, more than just the, the shine and the claim of getting reviews. It's just nice to know what y'all think about the show, what could be worked on things of that nature. And honestly, I feel like we have made enough changes in the show and the way that we do the show that maybe a new review is warranted. Um, yeah, maybe there's there some new insights some that you're getting. Massive changes, I think. I think just changes both in our content and changes both in. I think I think the show reflects who we are mm-hmm. a bit. Ha- has always reflected who we are, and when we started, we were much younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, for one, was gullier. I can't speak for everyone, <laughs> but I was a little gullier and a, a bit grittier. I've gotten a little more polished as I've gotten older, which I'm I'm proud of. Also, by the way, a happy birthday to me. I turned 36 in three days, uh, unless I die before then. then it ain't but as far as I'm yet. concerned. And we do a show on Sunday. Oh. Oh, wait. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. I was wondering oh. why you want to do a show in the first place, but. Because I thought today was Sunday. I got your back. I mean, it's Wednesday, bro. I'll cool. do a so show with you because I enjoy talking with you, and I didn't want you to be by yourself, but it's, it's Wednesday. Oh, that's dope. oh, no. I thought we, I, I really did think today was Sunday. No. I woke up today and I was like, it's Sunday. No, it's just a holiday. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, we did a holiday show. Exactly. Well, yo, thank you for doing a holiday show. Thank you to people who are listening for doing a holiday show with us, too. Yeah, no, I got your back. I like how I just realized it's Wednesday, and I have been doing the show for two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's surely Sunday. <laughs> I'm off work. I'm just putting food in the, fr- in the oven. It must be Sunday. 
I'm starting to cook early like Mama used to do. It must be Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. This is what Sunday feels. Sunday, hey, bloody Sunday. Happy July 4th to you. Likewise. Uh, and to your family. Um, I know it's not uh, the greatest time to be American, but it's we really are still not. American. It's really not. We're still happy, American. Yeah, happy we're going to eat barbecue and wild out day. Yeah, we're going to eat barbecue. Well, no, I'm still, I'm still happy that I am American. I think the thing that is great about this country is even when we are in, in places where we may not want to be, there is never this misconception of there not being change. So for, for every draconian administration that, that steps in, for every, because uh, this, this is not the first and this will not be the last, for, for every time that uh, the, the dark side of this country rears its head, I think the thing that should be remembered is that even in this country's darkest, we've always had hope to change, to push towards something better. And people came to this country with that, that mentality and with that, that concept, that conceit, if you will. <clears throat> and we still have that in this country and we have not lost that. I think it's, it's, it's beautiful to me that we still are capable of expressing anger towards an administration. It's, shows that we still believe that not only is this not the way things should be, but this isn't the way that we have to do things. And I think that that's what I'm celebrating today and will continue to celebrate and be proud of as long as I'm alive and I'm American. They have kids in cages today. I know. I ain't celebrating shit. And you're correct. It needs to change. I think, again, the fact that we live in a society where we can make that change. Let's not lose sight of the fact that we can actively change that policy. We can actively put pressure upon our politicians to make that change. There are children in cages around the world. I don't know if that can be said for those same children. Is it as bad around the world as it is everywhere else? Yes. It's as bad here as it is anywhere else. I just am saying, let's not lose sight of the fact that there is still some hope for those children in those cages, primarily because of where we are. And as long as we can hang on to that, there will always be dark times, but there will always be light times as well. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like a broom without a okay. roof. I gotta go grab these ribs. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me on July 4th, and I assume this is going up right now, which is dope. So we just dropped a, a July 4th show. I'm excited for it. Yep. And we're on a Sunday show, so I will talk to you before Sunday. Yeah. Because we're friends. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, man. Love you, bro. Talk to you later. Same. Peace.